Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous. This podcast is about bringing playful learning back into our lives. Together, we are finding the joy in the journey of life. Today, we have Josh Stock with us, and we are talking about uh, kind of the end of the year, sort of wrap-up review, uh, looking back on his year of a fully fully gamified class, and we just I just think this would be a great topic to bring to the to uh, well played, and so we can kind of break down your year, Josh. But before we get started, because this is your first time on well played, hope, hopefully not your last. Yep. Um, tell me, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Okay, so uh, I just finished up my tenth year teaching. My name is Josh Stock. Um, I teach sixth grade language arts um, at Santa Fe Trail Middle School um, in Olathe, Kansas. Um, and so this is my first full year doing gamification, um, but I, I do all the tech stuff for the building. So I, I like pairing technology and gamification and I don't anything that sounds really cool. I like bringing into the classroom. So, yeah, I love it. So 10th year and you're a sixth grade teacher, uh, which I absolutely. am as well. So I love it. Woo. It's, uh, it's the best grade. I, I absolutely love sixth grade. No offense to all of you out there that love the grades you teach. That's fantastic. That's how this whole big machine of school works. You love your grades, but Josh and I are just going to love on our grades. So Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're interesting. They're engaged. They're excited, but they're willing to try new stuff. They're not nervous about looking cool. I mean, they'll, they'll tackle anything you throw at them. So, yeah, I a, love this. It's a fun, fun bunch. Um. <laughs> So, and if I got this right too, your language arts, right? So, yes. Yep. Uh, yep. I mean, I think that's that's a good thing to sort of put out there. I think a lot of times, uh, for whatever reason, I get a lot of questions from language arts teachers saying, like, I don't know if I can gamify language arts. And I'm always like, really, like, your whole course is about stories and, like, different stories right. and, like, setting the scene and, like, writing with a voice, even if you're writing, like, a nonfiction piece it's still got to be you right like so it's all about right. this stuff oh yeah absolutely yet sometimes I, I, like people fail to see how that can work in in a language arts class but i think it, it would naturally work oh absolutely especially i tie a lot of what i do to the novels we were teaching so i mean you already have a setting there that you can incorporate into your game really easily yeah i love it love <laughs> it all right so without sort of further ado let's like dive in Yes. Uh, you have gamified your entire year. So a few, few sort of questions I got to ch- check off here. Yep. Um, when did you decide to gamify your whole year? Okay. So I started, I actually started the year before. Uh, I kind of took a, a little um, short dive into it where I would uh, gamify a week here or there and just do little mini units of gamification um i read your book and then i started the joining the chat and that would that's what kind of got me hooked in that oh here are some things to pull in and try um and then i heard everyone talking about year-long gamification and i was terrified because (laughs) i I appreciate the honesty it's huge huge undertaking it seems like um and so i was like okay well i can't plan out a whole year-long game right off the bat and so then everybody was really encouraging and said just do it dive in here are a couple of things to try out first. And that's kind of when I decided at the end of last year, hey, I can try this for a full year long. Let's try it, see what happens. If it breaks, I can always go back to the way I was doing things before. Um, so that's it, it started last year and then kind of you know, this year I kicked it off. 
That's awesome. So I love it. So you did the strategy we, we often suggest in the community is like start small, dabble, right. do, a, do a unit, do a lesson, do like a little mini challenge, do a, a chopped challenge right. or whatever. Um, get your feet wet, see what you think. And then, uh, I mean, I like your story there of just sort of hanging around, you know, digitally at XP Lab right. around some people that just gamify the whole year. And you're kind of like, well, that's intimidating, but like, I kind of want in on that. And, uh, right. you know, you, you were curious and you dove in. Um, well, that's, that's what's nice about the community, too, is that each week I'd get like a little boost of, oh, okay, I could add that to my game. And so it's just kind of having that weekly check-in with, with uh, the chat really helped out too. That's awesome. Uh, to get that reminder that it's going to be okay. <laughs> it is. I like what you said too. You know, worst case scenario, you change things up. I mean, it's right. not, even though it's a year long game at any point, things could change. Literally right. you could even change your theme. I would, I would say like right. th that is like a, a nuclear button that you should, you know, reserve <laughs> when you have to push it. But I mean like, boom, all of a sudden, some time traveling aliens could like land in the middle of my realm right. of nobles and all of a sudden we get whisked away and we're in the future, you know, like, right. Absolutely. So, you know, like reminding ourselves that we can, we can really pivot more than you think. And in the right. game world, kids, kids or game players or whatever are more right. willing to accept those kind of huge twists and turns. Well, they don't know the rules to my game. And so as long as I stayed within what I had already told them, I could throw anything else in there and say, oh, yeah, that's always been a part of the game. You didn't know that? We just hadn't gotten to that point yet. Yeah, like, so well, like we're on level three now, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, so you started small. And yep. then uh, just like you said, it's intimidating to sort of step up to that year-long game. So I'm curious to hear... You know, you said you started off last year. I mean, like right away. Yeah. Um, what was it like? You know, if you're to sort of try to remember back to to your August of last year, you know, as you were rounding the corner on the we're about to begin this year. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How did you go about going from little challenges to okay, boom, I'm going to do this? So it started with my theme. Once I figured out my theme, so my theme is um, they're actually chasing my evil twin, Dr. Von Stock. Um, and you know he's evil because he's got a pirate eye patch. But hey, he, now. <laughs> and, and not, only, not only is he my evil twin, but as the game progressed, more people came to help, like special agents and stuff. And they all, they look mysteriously like me. I just, I don't know how that happens. But, uh, and so once I figured out that if I can play all these different characters, then I can throw anything in there. Yep. And so... That's that once I got that theme down and the kids thought it was great. They loved the Dr. Von Stock piece. They liked um, they, they people started joining Dr. Von Stock's team and cheering him on, which I didn't expect. Uh, but it, it gave me an anchor to hold on to. So, OK, so we've got this quest. OK, we've got this kind of secret agent type feel to it. Once I had that, then I could just start attaching things to it. And then when I come up with an idea, I'd say, OK. So I want to add this um, element to my class. Let's, you know, okay, how, how does that fit in with a secret agent or battling this Dr. Von Stock? And so once we did that, it, it, was, it was great. Yeah, I mean, that's a typical advice we hear on this, this show, Twitter chat and everything. Like, you start with that theme. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, what I would like to tease out a little bit, I think you're sort of saying it, um, is that in reality... 
you when you gamify a whole year it doesn't it doesn't mean every single like lesson every single day is some sort of no. you know some sort of murder mystery you know, like thing that they're going on it is this sort of hum in the background that's always there and you can sort of tap into it you can like you just said there like okay hey i want to i want to add this to my game or i want to add this to my class or there's some sort of concept i want to get across to the kids and now you have a new feature that you didn't have before you can ask yourself can i click this into the game if it doesn't yep. fit you don't have to push it but like you have a new option a new muscle you can flex and i would argue more often than not it can fit in, fit into the game and mm -hmm. the game can actually help like i don't know change the dynamic of that lesson right well, and a lot of the game mechanics I added in were to build them together as teams. And so when I would want to do group activities, that's when I really anchored in a lot of those game pieces. Um, so they had their guilds and um, we read a book called um, The True Confessions of Charlotte Doyle. And she's this girl on the ship. So each of them had their own guild ship um, that was competing against other ships in the fleet. Um, and it was cool because I would add challenges that would appear in the book to their um their ship so like when a hurricane would attack well all of a sudden they had a hurricane attack and then they had, had um different things we were covering for language arts like figurative language different things like that that they had to complete just to prepare for that hurricane that was going to come and so it brought in elements from the book into my game but also kept them competing against each other at the same time you know i so, love that too again it's a great example for like language arts teachers out there you yeah. know, using sort of the the pace, the pulse, the feel of what's happening in the book, bringing that into your classroom, even if it wasn't the same. I mean, it sounds like you tried right. to keep it a little bit the same, but even if it wasn't, if some sort of like climactic things happen, if there's some sort of danger in the book, maybe introduce a similar danger element to your right. your class game, even if it's not a copy of the same. Right. Well, and I, I gave them cannons for their ships that they had to earn, so... That, that, that wasn't in the book, but it definitely added to the game. Nice. I love it. All right. So we we kind of get a feel of what your game's about. We get a feel that, like, you, you had that theme, and then that, like, sort of helped you sort of attach things to it. Uh, but now we, we got to get down to the, the business of what we're talking about here today. We're really talking about looking back. You know, here we are. Yep. It is July. We're, you're finished with that year. You have completed roughly 180 days of a year-long yep. game. What do you think? I absolutely loved it. I like well, and the thing that I look at it as is that was year one, and so it's kind of that building block of each year. I'm hoping to add things to it instead of there were things that I wanted to try this year, but I didn't want to try to do everything at once and get overwhelmed, and so there are things that I want to try next year that are just going to build onto what I did this year um, and just constantly adding things, tweaking things, changing things up. Um, for example, I'm hoping to have some sort of um, um, money system or something like that to buy different items into the game. And I want to have items that will work together with other items in the game. And um, so I'm just constantly now, now every time I'm doing something, I'm like, okay, well, that would be really cool for the game. Let's see if we can pull that in. So, I love this. Uh, I don't know this attitude that I find with a lot of gamifiers. You know, once they do it, once they get over that hurdle, it really is. Yeah. I don't know, like 
maybe this is too much. I'll admit it's too much for me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. It's, it's sort of life changing. Like I can't picture teaching without this. Like I like that, that that game. I like what it does and you, you as an educator. So even like, I love what it does for kids. Perfect. But let's set that aside for a moment. I love what it does for like us teachers. Like it gets us back into being creative. Some of us are at districts where you're, you're part of a huge team. You're like all the whole fifth grade or sixth grade has to teach the same, you know, right. to the same district test. But here's a here's a spot that's like you. You you are bringing like this is Josh's idea right. in Josh's world, and you're inviting students to that space and building a relationship with students around that. Well, I'm excited about as kids get older because we we have a really strong family community around here, and so. I'm excited for little brothers and sisters who hear about the come up and they're like, Oh, so I I'm starting a wall of legends. Uh, I had five kids, my top five scores last year. Um, they're going to be on my wall of legends in my room. And I'm excited for them to come back and say, Oh, am I still up on the wall? Well, sorry, you got knocked off. Last you got knocked week off. Brother. <laughs> that's awesome. I love, I mean, that's maybe it's the history teacher in me, but like, I really encourage all of you out there that are thinking about doing even small gamification, even if you do it for one unit, right. like document some of the measurable things in there so that you can have kind of your own world record right. sort of situation. Or as Josh has pointed out, if, if you do build kind of a larger game that's really experiential, like the kids just become a part of that world, it's so awesome to have that like lineage that happens that like... Right brothers and sisters, neighbors, people that talk about it, you know, like, or I make announcements sometimes in the lunchroom so that like the fifth graders hear it as well as like the current sixth graders. And then like you have the seventh graders that did it last year, the eighth graders that did it, that are like asking you questions. Who's winning the game? How's this going? Are you at this unit yet? Did this happen? Do you still have that in the game? Like, oh man, it's just so exciting. Like, and I don't, I don't think that happens to the level it happens in a non-gamified class. Like I get so many questions about, is this happening still? Did that happen? Oh, did that twist and turn take place this year? What, which teams in first, no other like class do I feel like gets that level. Like, you know, we all get a question from the kid that you really touched and that relationship meant something. They'll ask you, how's the year going? Like what unit are you on? But I mean, I have kids genuinely asking, like, is my house in the lead, you know? And then right. you're like, you're a 10th grader. What, like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to, to watch. And one thing that I found is it depends on the kid too. Some kids, I started having like, you were the winner for the week. So having that small term goal versus um, having the long term year long champion, um, that helped boost, boost the motivation of some of those kids too, that, well, you may be behind in the yearly standings, but you you killed it this week and you did an amazing job you're actually at the top of the weekly leaderboard and so uh giving those small wins throughout along with the big win at the end uh, yeah really that's a really good find um they're called micro leaderboards and it's oh any, yeah anytime that you have this ability to sort of break out some of the 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 points of the system that you mm-hmm. have into sort of small bite-sized chunks so it could be like the weekly leader it could be like who improved the most this month. So even if you were like dead last, but you went from dead last to like 50th, and that was a gain of like 40 spots, right. that's better than the person that moves from like 
second to first. Like, yes, you're right. first, but like this guy like really turned it on, you know? Right. Well, so that's a good thing to remember for all of us. I liked um, how it engaged each student in a different way. Um, I had some students who maybe struggled with language arts, but they got really into certain parts of the game and this gave them a different way to approach it. Um, one student in particular, 50% of my story this year came from him because he was constantly telling me, oh, you know what? You were going to battle. He'll, he would slide notes under my door. Uh, Zach the Yak is going to attack. And so all of a sudden, Zach the Yak was a new character in the game that I brought in just because he suggested it. it. And so his teacher would let him come down in the morning before school and tell me, like, uh, he, he would recite things to the class. Guys, you got to be careful. There's this new gear that we have to get. And I'd be like, okay, I got to find a way to work that gear in somehow because he's engaged in class. So I'm going to keep this going. So that's that, awesome. That really too. You know, I, I think too, building a game, something that is, I mean, personally, I think even adults should play games, but yeah. it is clearly more of a student or, you know, child centered activity. Um, so I think to build a game and then be welcoming to students to have them impact the game, change the game, yeah. add things. I think it's so important. And Josh, for you to like, I don't know, be in tune to that in your first year of gamification was great. And I mean, I love hearing what you said, like as a good educator, like you saw a yeah. kid that really loved this and like you were going to make some of those, those dreams he was coming up with for your game into right. a reality. And I think, for him, that was obviously huge, but I think also for all the other students, that was huge. Like that they saw your response to that student and his passion. Right. Like, man, that that had to be good for everyone in the room to right. see. Well, and it, it was cool too because the kids really embraced it too, and so they realized, hey, this is a chance for him to connect. So they were pulling him into the game, and they would say, uh, they started actually adding, asking if they could make um, adaptations to the game because we might have a challenge that he was struggling with participating in. And so they would say, hey, Mr. Stock, what if our group did this little twist on it? We st will still participate, but we want to make sure that he gets to tell his story as a part of our, our activity we're doing. And so seeing the kids really embrace it too and make sure that everybody was included in every activity we did, it was just phenomenal to see. So That's awesome. I love it. Uh, so, I mean, seeing that... You did it. We hear about some successes. Um, you said you going into it, you were overwhelmed. I mean, it was a little yeah. like, how yeah. am I going to do this year-long game? If somebody's out there listening to this now, and it's July, and they're like, I kind of want to do it. I've been in the chat. I read the book, whatever. Um, what advice do you have for them now that you're like looking back? You know, was it as hard as it you thought, or what? What do you got? So I, I would say two things. One, I would say dive into it because you can add things to it and make things up as you go. But I would also say that there are going to be times like there are lulls in the game. I mean, there there were there would be a week or two where the game would kind of die out. We'd be having other other things we were trying to tackle, and um, and that was okay too. I really part of it was just giving myself permission that you know what yes. there are going to be times to break, and the kids needed a break from it too. And so really dive into it, but realize that it's okay to take a break from the game for a little bit. So that, that those would be my two suggestions. I think that's a that fab, fabulous second suggestion that, you know, that reality that like sometimes things got to ebb and flow a little bit, 
you right. know. And actually, sometimes by creating a little valley, you're giving it an opportunity to have a peak. Right. Like if you're always at the peak, that's just a plateau. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and, you know, and it's we okay. made sure that, and, and sometimes it was a, a just conscious decision of I'm going to pull back, and sometimes it was the kids just weren't feeling it for a little bit. They either they had other things going on, they were stressed about something else, and so we really focused in on whatever we needed to focus on. But what I like too about that story is I think there's a lot of people that might have at that point, especially the first time that happened. Uh-huh. That they would have just said, "See, it's not working." Yeah, and like I think you—that's really awesome that you had sort of the wherewithal to like be attuned to. Right now, we're in the middle of state testing, and that's taken over, or we're in the middle, or maybe there's a situation at school that's happening, or in your own classroom that like that just took greater precedence in the moment. But that doesn't mean we need to shut down this entire system. Right. And also, I think to sort of hark back to what you said, here you are reflecting on that year. And you're excited to like make tweaks and right. changes. I think some of those tweaks and changes might be for some of those lulls. Right. And, and, and to plan for some of those. But I, I'm not going to lie. There were moments where I was like, okay, should I, should I stop? Because this is, this is a lot. And, and then something would happen where I would just get that really cool idea or this really awesome activity that would just engage me back in and then engage the kids back in. And that was just all it took to, to flip it back. But, but I mean, that there are always those times when you get, you start to doubt a little bit. You're like, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right choice? And looking at it over the long haul, it was definitely worth it. Sure. And I got to tell you too, as somebody that now has done it for a lot of years, um, it becomes easier. Like, yeah. cause I mean, I've said it before too. Gamification is not the, the silver bullet. If you're looking for easy, right. um, it's uh, it is a lot of work, but hopefully it's fun to craft that and think through those things and add those elements and and be adaptive and flexible right. in your design. I love it, but yeah, it's a tremendous amount of work. But I will tell you, it does get a little easier as <laughs> as the bag of tricks that you've collected over the years gets right. larger and larger, and you can kind of say, you know what we need in this lull? Like boom, you know what we need? I came up with something for testing week that's like little right. enough that doesn't blow them out, but at the same time, kind of like gets them excited during testing right. week. Yeah, so that's awesome. Um, so moving into next year, your—I mean, your plan, your idea is to to tweak it, but yet you're still you're in. Still, yeah, absolutely. Still sticking with the theme. Still battling Dr. Von Stock. They nice. they got to battle him at the end of last year, um, and they they it, it was a tie. They they didn't defeat him. He, he's coming back for more. Uh, they were a little disappointed. Um, that they didn't get a chance to defeat him, but you know what? He's got to come back for the sequel. And so I told him that and they, they had a really good time. So to, to set up their, their battle with Dr. Von Stock, um, I played my regular announcements that I always do at the beginning of the hour and I do an announcement video and in the middle of the video, I cut it halfway through the static. And then I, I pop up in, uh, what was my basement with the lights off and I'm like, guys, that's not me. I'm trapped in his dungeon. And as they're watching the video, I'm slowly like pulling out the eye patch and putting it on. And the kids turn like, Oh, it's Dr. <laughs> I love it. And so it, it was, it was a fun moment. And then we had this big kahoot battle where they tried to defeat me. And all the questions were like, uh, talking about how horrible Mr. Stock is and how terrible he is. And once they caught on that, that's what the questions were like, 
they started picking. Oh, this is what Dr. Von Stock would say about about uh, Mr. Stock. And so they, they, they had a really good time with it. It was one of the last days of school. So it was a good way to wrap it up. But that's fun. fun. That's fun. I mean, and those are those magical, I don't know, moments that I mean, kids right. are going to remember that. And like right. you, you put a piece of yourself out there. You were you were connecting with kids and right. that's awesome. So in your game, one of the things I want to ask, too, is uh, you say you started small. Uh, you know, like you, you put it in play. You didn't have everything detailed for right. the year. Um, I think sometimes us teachers like to have all of our T's crossed and our I's dotted. Yeah. Um, and uh, gamification, I, I just strongly recommend you don't do that. Because, right. like you said with your student, like they're going to give you so many great ideas. It's also going to show that you can like relate to them and change right. your game. Um, so I guess... My my question that I'm trying to get to here is, uh, how much did you have? Like, when is good enough in Josh's opinion to, so, to greenlight the game? I had um, an idea for a leaderboard. Um, that that was one of the things that I tried out um, a little bit toward the end of, of last year, trying out what getting a workable leaderboard, um, which which ended up being really easy with. Um, so website awesome table uh-huh. uh, creating that with a google sheet um that i had that ready and then i had like four or five uh little chance cards for different activities um and then the the uh dr von stock storyline just a, a little idea of this this is dr von stock he's the villain he's who we're facing um and that was really it i knew that um i always do at the beginning of the year uh, an activity where they create their own superhero logo based on um, things about their lives. Um, each question does a different piece of the logo. Um, so I, I was already doing that. So I thought, okay, well, that will actually be their superhero that they're going to join this group that's going to attack Dr. Von Stock. Um, and then I got partway into it and realized I didn't like that idea. And so the superhero just kind of died out. Um, and that was okay. They didn't even ask about it after that. Sure. Um, so really, it's just a couple of chance cards. Um, I had some dice that I knew that if I had any activities, I could add some dice to it to make give it a, a little chance um, element to it. And um, just a few chance cards that things like you get a comfy chair or uh, my favorite, which I don't think I had at the beginning. I think I added it was the meow card where they could play it on another kid. And for the rest of the day, they had to say meow after every sentence. Well, what I forgot to do is I forgot to tell the rest of the staff that we were doing this. And so they said, especially in the lunchroom, is awful. They said that kids were like saying meow and the, the teachers in there were getting irritated. They were like, what is going on? Why will these kids not stop? And I have to. Mr. Stock said it. And, and so it got back to me. You mean Mr. Stock said I had to meow? Yeah, it, it wasn't me. It was their teammate. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't do that. But the uh, and then I also created a new special card that would block the meow card just so I didn't have to do it. And anytime they would play it on me, I'd be like, all right, here you go. Here's a card to block that card that you were trying to play against me. That's so, awesome. I love I wasn't it. Gonna, yeah. And those are like <laughs> those are some just good usable things. Again, you can have lots of fun with your game. You know, right. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you did that as well. Um, I, I look forward to hearing how your game sort of changes in this coming year. Right. Um, I can't believe it. Like 30 minutes 
went by like uh, that, we're here at reflection time. So, right. uh, Josh, we're definitely, definitely going to have to have you back on because there's just a lot more I want to break down with you about your game and other potential things to add to, to both of our games. Yeah. But are you ready? You ready for this reflection time? I'm, I'm ready for reflection time. I'm All right. So here we go. It's a good little quote that sort of resonates with what we're talking about. It says here, what appears to be the end may really just be a new beginning. So here you are, end of the year. You wrapped it up. How does this quote resonate with you? Uh, you know, I love it because that's kind of where I look at anything I do with teaching is I'm like, okay, this is a new opportunity to take what I loved that I was doing before and just continue to add and build on it. Um, it's a new group of kids. It's a new group of um, circumstances. Everything is going to be slightly different, but I, I like that uh, it's it's not just the end of something, but you know, something new is coming out of it, and I, I'm excited for it. And that's, I mean, and like I said, it's the sequel. I'm ready for for part two of the game. That's right. Uh, for me, I absolutely love the quote. Uh, I think this is really what teaching is about. I mean, I think right. there's a lot of people that might look at what we do as educators and say, oh, I couldn't do that year after year, like doing the Rome unit again. I mean, like next year will be my 11th year in my exact position right. teaching the exact same stuff because mine's world history. I can't really change it. Like, right. Um, but I love that cyclical nature. I love that I get chances to, to tweak and hone that and at the same time then my Rome unit's done and over and I don't have to do it again for a year where like some of these other jobs like you're kind of constantly doing the same thing you're constantly right. on right. sales calls because you're a salesman like that's every day like and yes you get to hone that but like that never goes away like my right. Roman unit comes and goes and I get 30 opportunities 40 opportunities if I would stick in the exact same position to do that <laughs> but when you think about it it's only 40 times like if you if I spent my right. entire career there like it'd only be 40 times that I teach that Roman unit like that's actually not that many right when each time is improving and getting better yeah so I don't know I love it and I love this idea that like it's not really an end it's just it's just the next beginning yep um, I think that's awesome well Josh thank you so much for joining us today here on uh, well played absolutely it's been fun uh everybody who's listening out there thank you so much for being part of the well played community each week more and more people hear about well played and it just it's grown and i'm just i don't know i'm really proud to, to connect these educators and share these great messages out with you on that note, uh, it's still not too late to sign up for the Hive Summit. So go to hivesummit.org, register. It's going to be free PD that starts August 1st through the 14th, all done online. Lots of great videos. You know, you can totally check these things out uh, in your PJs, on your couch if you have to. Uh, but I would love to have you part of the Hive Summit as well. It's just a, it's another great community that I think is growing and is going to be great. So as always... Thanks for listening. It's truly an honor having you guys each and every week. Peace out.